With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. hits on his own like this one went to number four in 1970 i think i like back off boogaloo grant have you ever heard ringo doing the no-no song check that out it's fun it is saturday july 7 2018 gary jeff on the saturday morning edition on 700 wlw before we look Ahead, a look back at significant events and people tied to this particular date in history, including but not limited to these. 1846, the U.S. annexation of California proclaimed at Monterey after the the guys at the Mexican garrison surrendered. July 7, 1865, four were hanged in Washington, D.C. for conspiring with John Wilkes Booth to assassinate President Abraham Lincoln. Included in this, a woman, Mary Surratt, the first woman to be executed by the federal government. 1898, this supposed to be Annexation Day. The U.S. annexed Hawaii, 1898 in this date. 1919, the first transcontinental motor convoy in which a U.S. Army convoy of motorized vehicles crossed the United States, departed Washington, D.C. They would end up in San Francisco that September. 1946, Italian-born mother Francis Xavier Cabrini canonized as the first American saint by Pope Pius the 12th, and Jimmy Carter, who had gone to be a peanut farmer and a president, married Rosalind Smith in Plains, Georgia. They're both still with us. Wow. Elvis Presley made his radio debut on WHBQ in Memphis when they played his first recording for Sun Records, That's All Right, Mama, this date in 1954. Let's see. Anybody else? President Ronald Reagan announced he was nominating Arizona Judge Sandra Day O'Connor to become the first female justice on the U.S. Supreme Court this state in 1981. On Monday, President Trump will announce his nomination to replace Anthony Kennedy. 1987, Lieutenant Colonel Ali North began his long-awaited public testimony at the Iran-Contra hearings, telling Congress he had never carried out a single act, not one, without authorization. Doc Severinsen, longtime leader 
of the Tonight Show Orchestra, when Johnny Carson hosted that program, is 91. Pulitzer Prize-winning author David McCullough, another brilliant writer, is 85. Warren Entner, who was in the grassroots, is 75 today. Actor Joe Spano, 72. David Hodo, who was in the Village People. Paying attention, Grant? Village People, sometime this morning, 71. Country singer Linda Williams, also 71. Shelley Duval is 69. Roz Ryan, 67. Actor Billy Campbell, 59. Robert Taylor, the actor, 58. Mark White, who was in the band Spin Doctors, is 56. Vonda Shepard, pretty nice little singer-songwriter, turns 55. Comedian Actor Jim Gaffigan, Laughigan with Gaffigan, is 52. Uh, Ricky Kinchin, who's mint condition contributor in that band, 52. Actress Amy Carlson turns 50. Georgia Fox, who was on CSI forever, is 50. Actress Robin Wiegert is 49. Troy Garrity, the actor, 45. Olympic silver and bronze medal figure skater Michelle Kwan. Kwan! is 38. Kwan is the loneliest number. Rapper Cassidy is 36. Uh, let's see, anybody else? Uh, Luke Knoll of Saturday Night Live, famous 28 today. Ali Hernandez, Fifth Harmony, TV's The X Factor, 25. And country singer Maddie Marlowe of Maddie and Tay, celebrating her 23rd on this July 7th. Got your forecast in 2020 sports straight ahead on 700 WLW. <laughs> It is coming up on 552 on this Saturday morning, July 7th. Gary Jeff Walker, I took my special medication today. I told Grant that, and he said, you mean you didn't take it? No. No. Special medication. Uh, 700WLW online, 700WLW.com, 513-749-7000, pound talk, pound, pound 700 on AT&T, you can talk for free. Contact me, email Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com, and why, looky who it is. Good morning, Dick! Good morning, Gary Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Dick, before you get started, I know you want to talk about the Reds, they are red hot, they beat the Cubs for the fifth straight time yesterday in Wrigley Field, I know. I know there's a new country music place. But before we get to, to, to any of that, can I bring something up for you? Yes. I am learning how to speak Japanese. Are you? Now, the writing Japanese is a little bit tough because it's, it's up and down and it's right to – it's all kinds of weird stuff that these Asian people do when they actually write their characters. But I'm learning how to speak it. So I wanted to run a few words by and see if you know what they mean. I'm going to pronounce them in Japanese, and I want you to tell me what these words mean, Dick. Okay, will you? Okay. All right, and if you can't, I'll give you the definition. I'll tra- okay. I'll translate into English for you. Okay, you ready? Yeah. That's, let, me, let me say it again, just in case you didn't get it. Guess what that means? Uh... Good morning. No, you're close. It means I love to ride my yellow bicycle. <sighs> I got another one for you, okay? Okay. El Bajo. Uh, El Bajo. Uh, 
Al, in, in Japanese, translated to English, what is that? That means, uh, how are you today? Close. It means a special kind of summer sausage. Oh. Yeah, but that's close. How are you today is close. I got a couple more, and then we'll we'll talk about other stuff, okay? Okay. Vinny Malcolm. Vinny Malcolm. A Chinese emperor. Boy, Dick, you are... I, I'm surprised that you know this much about Japanese. But since this is Japanese, it wouldn't be a Chinese emperor. It would be... Are you, are you ready? Yeah. A herpes sore. Oh, okay. Close to a Chinese emperor. All right. Binitsu Saka! I'm sorry, I mispronounced it. Binitsu... No, Binitsu Kasa! Binisukasuka, you better behave yourself. I can't believe you got that one. You're right on the money, buddy. That's great. <laughs> you better behave yourself. That's right. Or Is you'll it? or you'll wind up with a a binimako, a herpes sore. <laughs> All right. So one more. Okay. Chaitosa Yama. Chaitosa Yama. My neighbor. I don't like my neighbor. No, that's not even not even remotely close, Dick. Uh, Chetose Yama, literally translated into English, means my eyelids are heavy. Hmm. Hmm. So what was on your mind? What'd you call about? I'm interested. Well, I, I, I want to know about you, Dick, because I'm interested in you, Dick. Well, I don't I care about this place. Japanese stuff. I mean, I was just showing off. Yeah, because I've learned I found some new a words. Place over in uh, Moraine, somebody called me about, and it's every Monday night. It's called Country Jam, and they've got some of the best players. They've got a good steel guitar player, oh Delber. He was from uh, Nashville. He could really play. He, he sounded like Don Rich at Buck Owens. Well, you actually have to be able to be an excellent musician just to live in the outskirts of And Nashville. I mean, yeah. I've never met so many great people there, Gary Jeff. I had a good time. Uh, I love, and you say this is country jam and moraine every Monday night? Every Monday night. Do you have a favorite yeah. country jam? I was was partial to uh, to Blackberry country oh, jam. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I never in my life knew these people. I mean, some of the older stuff like... Uh, Satin sheets, storms never last. Satin sheets to lie on, satin pillows to cry on. You know what, Daryl? I'm not happy, don't you say? Somebody asked me to come up and help one of these. Big long Cadillac. I'm sorry, what did you say? It's all about you. I went up and sang a couple songs, Gary, Jeff. Yeah. What'd you sing? I sang Worried Man and Rolling in My Baby's Arms. Rolling in my sweet baby's arms. Rolling in my sweet baby's arms. Come on, Dick. Don't lay around Roll in the shack, shack till the mail train comes back. back. Rolling in my sweet baby's, baby's arms. arms. So I'm off today. Ain't gonna I'm work on the railroad. Oh. Ain't gonna work on work the, the farm. Don't lay around the shack till the real man Yeah, go ahead. Uh... I would got a job at Clifton today. You got a job in Clifton? Yep, Kettering Banjo Society, so Murder for Hire? Yeah. Hey Dick? Yes. So so when are you playing in Clifton? 
730 to 9.30. Fantastic. Kettering Banjo Society featuring Dick from Dayton. Uh, Dick, you know what it's time for now? What's that? Say goodnight, Dick. I want to say another thing. You did a really good job the other day filling in for Brian about the July 4th. Um... Thank you so much. Say goodnight, Dick. Oh, goodnight, Gary Jeff. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So long. So long. See ya. See ya. Off my phone. Bye. News next at 700 WLW. Into the first official hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, July 7th, 2018. Gary Jeff Walker at your service on 700 WLW. Again, 513-749-7000, Much to talk about. But first, it's Dave from Harrison. Hello, Dave. Morning, Gary Jeff. How are we doing? Uh, we're fine. How are you? Good, good, good. All right. Hey, what do you got? Uh, what do you got for us today, Dave? Well, uh, Dick deserves congratulations. I understand it. it's twenty years with Lowe's for him. That's tremendous. Yep. Isn't that great? Yes. Okay. Now, Gary Jeff. Yes. In Lahu, Hawaii, scientists are asking for help in tracking green sea turtles. But I'll just say it will help them understand foraging habits, migration, and distribution patterns. Okay. In West Dennis, Massachusetts. Five sea turtles have been released equipped with satellite tags to study their migration patterns. Okay. But it doesn't say if they're green or not. And then, Gary Jeff, I'm sorry, but this article concerns me. In Deadwood, South Dakota, state officials are placing radio collars on white-tailed deer fawns to continue studying their survival rates. Okay. The study in its third year has shown that about 66% survived through December. Gary Jeff, if they had radio collar things on, what do you think the chances are that they tune into iHeartMedia and are listening to the show? Gary Jeff. That's nonsensical. Could it be com- that we're complicit to wiping out entire herds of deer? Gary Jeff. Only, I- only in the three minutes that you're on every Saturday morning. I- my conscience won't allow me to do that, Gary Jeff, so I'm sorry, but I have to do this. Get off my phone. All right. Very nice. So you can't take my thing, which is not even my thing. I borrowed it from somebody else. I think the first time I ever heard anybody say, get off my phone on the radio or on TV, it was Don Imus. So I stole it from somebody else. But you can't steal my thing. And besides, it's my phone that you're on. You called my phone. I didn't call your phone. So if I say get off my phone, it makes more sense. I invited you, but I didn't call you. You called me. So get off my phone, Dave. We'll talk to Rick from Indy. Old Radio Rick at gmail.com with his uh, radio report for this week. What's he what's he working on? And if you have a radio in Rick's custody right now, it's your it's in good hands. And he will get that sucker working, even if it kills him and and spoofs, uh, spooks Skitty, his cat. Uh, coming up on 10 minutes after the hour, 700 WLW. At 613. Okay, let's start all over again. Just begin again. Begin the begin. On a Saturday morning edition on 700 WLW online, 700WLW.com. And go to the phones, my friend Rick, Radio Rick from Indy. How are you doing? And uh, good morning. 
Good morning, sir. Hey, you're coming in loud and clear and uh, clear as day on a 1953 Sentinel Bakelite radio. Um, it is owned by John, who we met at the bar a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh, it's a surprising uh, six-tube radio. In other words, they overachieved a little bit. Otherwise, I don't think I would have been able to pick you up on a radio from this era. But the uh, it's I, I think some folks call this like a postmodern or a um, mid-century modern design. The, the tuning dial is actually a stick that comes out of the radio and is like exposed. You can you can touch the the tuning um, stick. And I was uh, okay. so thrilled, and I just fawned over this thing. Holy cow! I can't believe that it actually exists. Is this the one that, that was? It, is this the one that was found in the trash? No, no, no. Oh, okay. no, nope. that's another. Yep. And <laughs> but the uh, um, yeah, that's a whole other story. I bet <laughs> this one. Uh, um, I, I was just extolling my my impression, uh, how impressed I was that this little stupid Bakelite stick wasn't broken because most servicemen unscrewed the three screws on the bottom, ripped the chassis out, and as they broke the pointer in half, uh, noticed a warning saying, remove the pointer before. Well, after uh, laying all these praises on uh, on John, it turns out that, the, no, it's actually a half-chewed lollipop stick with some lipstick on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. <laughs> It tricked me. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, when when might we see you? End of this month? The 21st. 21st, uh, okay. Yep, two weeks. Fantastic. Look forward to it. Always do. Um, I love to Christy and Brooksy. You bet. I love to Marie and Skitty. Thank you. Take care, brother. It's uh, 615 now. Uh, 513-749-700-7000. You just dial. You know what the number is. And uh, 1-800-843-2441. We have time, I believe, for a uh, pithy email from my friend Stephen in Etna, Ohio, emailing me at GaryJeffWalker at 700WLW.com. The title of this one, actually, soccer is a capitalist conspiracy, not a communist, a capitalist conspiracy. He writes, I have long since held that soccer and attempting to replace such American sports, such as real football, baseball, ice hockey, and road rage, NASCAR, is an international communist conspiracy. But having been married to the same woman for 51 years, I'm always willing to admit I'm wrong. I hear that. I've become absolutely addicted to the World Cup in Russia. At first, it was just curiosity to see if Bernie the Bolshevik Sanders would be sitting in the royal box in Moscow with bad Vlad Putin. Instead, seeing Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren on Putin's lap was somewhat disconcerting because it means Putin is after all those Indian reservations in Massachusetts. My heavens, Vlad, wasn't Crimea enough? All this is taking place in the home of communism's second Soviet Union where there are no commercial interruptions during the telecasts and soccer is played on running time, meaning the evil Madison Avenue capitalists back in New York can't stop play for beer and Viagra commercials. But I digress. I expected to see a bunch of floppers lying on the turf after every single hit by an opponent, which results in all that stoppage time they have to play at the end of regulation. No, in the World Cup, these guys actually hit their opponents hard enough to knock the numbers off their jerseys. This week, a Colombian player headbutted a Brit in one of the dirtier matches. He could have been thrown out of the game, but got away with a warning. I'm thinking, aha, this is payback for all those white Europeans who invaded and colonized South America. This is anti-chauvinistic, anti-racist, anti-capitalistic venom being played out on the world stage. But wait, England won that game. 
Yes, the white colonialist banker dirtbags from London were allowed to advance in the tournament. What's going on here? That's when I saw the big picture. There couldn't be a World Cup if there weren't for borders. The teams all represent countries, and you can't have countries unless you have borders. And one world socialist hate borders. The one world socialists hate borders. If you tear down walls, borders, you can't have a World Cup. You couldn't have the Olympics either. So the World Cup promotes nationalism. Look at the fans all dressed up in their country's colors. Look at the opening ceremonies before each game. Huge replicas of national flags on the field with both teams, nations standing at respectful attention for theirs and their opponents' national anthems. No one kneeling or scratching their privates. What a strange sight for me as an NFL fan. But the real problem for lefties is sports in general. In these international competitions, you wouldn't dare give anybody a participation trophy. The fans would go bananas. Somebody wins. A lot of people lose. Amazingly, the suicide rate doesn't go up. The losers go home and try harder. Coaches get fired and move on. Rarely does anybody claim victimhood. The commentators are constantly referring to previous year's winners and players who stood out, shall we say, as the ones who got an A grade. Know in this game, there aren't 35 valedictorians at the graduation ceremony. Only one, the way God intended it. So I'm enjoying the hell out of this and basking in the glory of being dead wrong when I thought soccer was just a socialist pastime. My only fear is that the anti-Trump socialist... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Democrats will wake up from their drug-addled haze, realize what this is all about, and close it down. Hopefully that won't be until the World Cup is over in a week or so, or I'm going to have to experience my own withdrawal syndrome. Steve Simon, Etna, Ohio, where we still have borders between school districts, townships, cities, counties, states, and commonwealths. Mm. Thank you, Steve Simon, as always. A break and back, 700 WLW. It's 636. Good morning. How, 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 how. Gary Jeff. And you, on 700 WLW, let's go to uh, Jim in Western Hills. Jim, uh, Mike, excuse me. Mike in Western Hills, how are you doing? Oh, real good. I got two comments. Oh. Uh, the young people the last few years agree with me that uh, FCC is real football. Now, the second comment about the uh, alternative community, I do agree with you, but see, Milton Burrow would be an example of a straight cross-dresser. Well, that's that's true. Yeah. But he's got a museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, yeah, I, I see what you mean, because I think most people will always have a spouse and and, and uh, 
raise children. It's it's always been since the beginning of time. Well, maybe maybe why this new generation is called Generation Z is because they're the last generation. Because if they don't reproduce, they don't propagate, then that that'll be it. Yeah, I'm hip. I just talked to some UC student the other day, and he, I found out he's Z, and I'm thinking, oh, oh, X is getting got kids, got ten year old kids or something by now. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, Confederate banner, the rectangular banner, generally never had that in Virginia. His was square. Okay, Mike, thank you very much for that hodgepodge of thoughts and disparate ramblings. I appreciate it. There's only room for one of those people on this show, and that's me. I do the disparate ramblings and the, the hodgepodge of topics. Please call or stick to one topic when you call in. <laughs> Grant is just howling in there. Representative Jim Jordan now is trying to be brought down, I believe, by deep state conspiracies. Mr. Jordan, who just who just got through grilling um, Rod Rosenstein and uh, and others in the FBI, Michael Horowitz, about the kind of scandal that is not being talked about. Well, Mueller's Russia collusion Trump probe continues. He's been very, very, Jim Jordan has been very, very critical of the so-called witch hunt against President Trump. And he's been holding people's feet to the fire. He also hasn't announced that he's not going to run in November, because he is. But now he's being accused of being aware of sexual misconduct at OSU, at Ohio State, when he was a wrestling coach and did nothing to stop it. The timing on this is just unbelievable. If this happened years ago, Jim Jordan's in his his sixth term. Yeah. So he's been in Congress for almost 12 years now. So this happened years back. But someone like the former UFC fighter and wrestler, uh, Mark Coleman, who was at Ohio State, said that Jim Jordan would have to have had dementia to have forgotten what happened. Jim Jordan last night on Fox News offered this explanation. He said, I feel sorry for him. It's just not accurate. And Jim Jordan said, I never saw, never heard of, never was told about any kind of abuse at the hands of the team doctor, Richard H. Strauss. If he he said, if I did, I would have dealt with it. A good coach coach puts the interest of his student athletes first. But again, it's the timing that's suspect. It's that's what smells to high heaven right now. As he's putting people's feet, famous feet to the fire. And they are firing back with anything they can they can grab. Even if they have to build the skeleton from scratch. They will do it. Many others have come out in support of of Jim Jordan, by the way, who were at Ohio State at the time, saying that 
there's no way he knew about what was going on with Strauss, the team doctor. So there are two factions there. A faction that's obviously being persuaded to come out now about this information, if they had it 14, 15 years ago, or making up this information that Jordan knew about Richard Strauss, who obviously is a pervert, who is fondling wrestlers. And then there's a faction that says, Jim Jordan's a good guy. He was a great coach. He wouldn't have done this. We know we were there. So there's two warring sides on this whole thing. But any any way they can take down a critic of the deep state, a critic of Robert Mueller, a critic of the Department of Justice and FBI, they will stop at nothing to, once they start gaining traction, once they start getting the attention of the public, once they start making excellent points, once they start bringing up facts in the face of their fictions, that's when they get nervous and that's when the daggers come out and they have in this case. Mary Cool, how are you? What's up, Gary Jeff? Oh, I'm just sitting here spout. I'm I'm doing my ramblings, my my disparate ramblings, and my hodgepodge of topics, just like usual. Well, I'm telling you, what you just said, I couldn't agree more. This Jim Gordon stuff is making me insane, right? And so, you know, the Republicans keep falling for this head fake. They bring this stuff up from a million years ago with no real proof, and then the Republicans run around and then fall on their sword. So. I don't don't think Jim Jordan is going to do that. I actually I believe him and I stand with him and I hope he stays strong because he's kind of a ball buster. I like that. Yep, me too. Okay, what else you got on your mind, Mary? You want to tell me about the petition drive? Petition drive, Gary, just seven to ten this morning. Old Sears parking lot at Glenway and Work Road. If you're on the west side, get there, sign that petition. We're going to have a pop up tent. We've got balloons, so it's going to be quite easy to figure out. Where we are, come up, sign up, sign the petition, bring your friends and family over 18, nonpartisan. We'll be there all day. All right, Mary, oh, thank you very much. 10 o'clock. Well, 7 till 10 is pretty much all morning. Uh, <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah, so uh, anyway, to remind people, this, this petition is to put the proposed sales tax in Hamilton County on the ballot in November so the voters can decide whether they would like to be gouged again by people who are irresponsible <laughs> with money. But, and it's not, and it's again, it's not that you are for a repeal of this sales tax. It's not It's not that you are in favor of the sales tax. It's just your chance to have your voice be heard at the polls come elections Correct. in November. All right, Mary, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, a break and back, 700 WLW. Back into it. On a Saturday morning, welcome your conversation, your thoughts as well. It's not a dictatorship here, although I am in charge. 700-WLW, 513-749-7000, And uh, Brian in Columbus on the telephone line. Brian, hello. How are you? Good morning, Gary. Jeff, doing well. Appreciate your show. First-time caller. Just wanted to respond to the Jim Jordan um, accusations. Here's how I take it. Uh, these two gentlemen that uh, assumed that they were wrestlers for Ohio State University. First off, if you are wrestling for a Big Ten school, you are a premier athlete in tremendous shape, very strong. Now, if this stuff happened, now, granted, these were adult men, 18 to 22 years old. Yep. If this happened to these men, I would... I feel sorry for them, too, because they've got to be living with a lot of guilt and shame that they didn't stand up for themselves. 
I mean, if that stuff happened in the shower or in a physical exam, why didn't these guys haul off and just pummel this pervert? <laughs> That's an excellent question. I mean, these were adult men. And especially and if, if, you're, you're yeah. being gro- if you're being groped inappropriately, why wouldn't you stand up and take matters in your own hand? Well, they claim it was habitual. It was chronic. It happened more than once. You know, like you said, the point you made is if it happened once, why didn't they just respond in kind as great? Exactly. Men? I've got but, boys but, at Russell. I had this conversation with them yesterday. I said, if anybody, anybody touches you inappropriately that's an adult, you have my permission to just full out deck them. No questions asked. You'd never let yourself be abused in that, in that fashion. And these are adult men. And like Jim Jordan says, I feel sorry for him. I mean, if it did happen, that's too bad. They should have took matters into their own hand. But the timing of it just stinks, like you said. It's just, I, I think these guys are probably paid by George, George Soros. I, I don't know who they're being paid by, but I think they are being paid by someone. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Who wants to shut down Jim Jordan? It's, it's really yeah. interesting to see how somebody who might be in the running for Speaker of the House, if the Republicans hold on to the House of Representatives like Jim Jordan, uh, not only in the aftermath of his grilling of these Department of Justice officials and FBI people and how pointed that's been and how much traction it's gaining with the public as they see what's really been going on. It, the, the timing is just, oh, I mean, come, come on. Are yeah, you, and like you, you said, six, six terms that's never been brought up before, it, it, it's not going to hold water. I think people will see way past this. They're very desperate. They'll do anything. Obviously. All uh, right, thanks, Gary Jeff. Thanks, Brian. No, even though... There were 213,000 new jobs in June. The Trump economy just going on all cylinders, tariff or no tariff. Democrats obviously saw nothing positive in the June jobs report. Instead, the Democratic Party issued a statement criticizing President Trump's jobs agenda as reckless. It's reckless. To have Hispanic unemployment at a record low. Here's uh, Tom Perez, the DNC chair, former labor secretary. With slow wage growth, rising health care premiums, and skyrocketing gas prices across the country, Donald Trump's reckless policies are hurting millions of hardworking families. Trump and Republicans in Congress have been so determined to undermine workers that they held a Supreme Court seat hostage for nearly a year in order to nominate an aggressively anti-union justice who became the deciding vote in last week's disgraceful decision in the Janus case. Yes, they cut off your money from labor, Tom.
They dealt a severe blow to the racketeering that labor has participated in in supporting Democrats and Democrat candidates over the years. That's reckless. This is all part of the Republican playbook. For decades, Republicans and their wealthy corporate allies have been chipping away at workers' rights, weakening unions and depressing wages, all while giving massive tax cuts to the top 1%. And Janice is their most dangerous attack yet. I think, I think Democrats are more worried about a Supreme Court nominee from the standpoint of future right-to-work cases that may come before the court than they are about Roe v. Wade. I don't think Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned, actually. Well, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that Roe v. Wade was poorly written law. (laughs) One of the most liberal justices to ever sit on the bench. All right, uh, we're coming up. We're closing in on the top of the hour. Let's put it that way. No guest today, so I'm depending on you to say something intelligent. Tell, make me look intelligent. I know it takes some doing, but I know I have full faith and confidence in you, the listener, in you, the American public, to show Gary Jeff Walker the light of day, to lead me out of my darkness, and to show me the truth from your lips to my ears. So feel free. Or I'll just ramble on. Cause. And we'll have some fun, too. Still to come, we have uh, the Tom Davis Diaries, Brenneman and Jones on baseball. The Reds are on a serious roll. If only they hadn't started 3-18, and 18, right? Uh, we have Science Mike still ahead, gifts from Wally and uh, Mo Egger before we're done at 9 o'clock this morning. We'll take a break now and come back. It's 6.55 at 700 WLW. i got to tell you, it is absolutely so idyllic. It is so beautiful outside. It is so nice. Idyllic. Idyllic. Now, it's so nice outside. I wish we could do the rest of this show, Grant, from out on the little plaza in front of the building. Now, you've got to stay in, in your hole here. Somebody's got to run the thing. All I need is a laptop, a microphone, headphones. You, 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 do, you do the telephones thing and just let me know who's on the line and where they're calling from, and I'll go sit on the plaza level outside. And it's a picture-perfect morning. It really is. If you don't like this morning, you will not like any morning the rest of your life. I'm just saying. That would be a great thing. And I love being with you on Saturday mornings, but I got to tell you, today I can't wait to get the hell out of here. FC Cincinnati, still making news in Cincinnati and making news in Milford because of their practice facility that was announced after the deal was struck for the West End Stadium. It was brought up by a friend of mine, Ken Anderson, earlier this week. And it came from an initial report by WLWT News 5. We'll get into that here in just a moment, but we will talk to Terry in Fairfield first. Terry, how are you doing? What is on your mind, sir? Hey, first off, good morning. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Hey, uh, if I was in your position, I'd be kicking the window out right now. (laughs) I'm telling you what, man. It's so nice. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm out in it. And just uh, me and the doggy and the cone flowers and, you know. 
trying to promote a little pollination here, if you know what I mean. There you go. Yeah, when I go in and talk to the wife, <clears throat> uh-huh. excuse me, as okay. I regress. Um, yeah, hey, this past week, you, you know, uh, they wanted to throw up, uh, wanted to throw up about, um, you know, certain nationals and trying to say that, you know, all, um, people that had joined the military, um, and that were foreign nationals are getting booted out. Well, it's kind of not true. And then I heard it was started under the Obama administration. We gotta go way, way back because West Point, uh, first started developing foreign officers at our academies um, years ago. You know, we've had foreign exchange, but during the surge, there was that really nice policy of bringing in um, folks who wanted to join our military. Well, it started actually under George W. Bush. This George W. Bush, this, exactly, this, not Obama. George W. This Bush. This pro- exactly. program, which was yeah. MAVNI, which yeah. is called the um, uh, it's MAVNI is. Uh, Military accessions vital to the national interest program. Exactly. Yeah. And he ordered this expedited naturalization for immigrant soldiers in 2002 in an effort to swell military ranks. Absolutely. The thing that, thing that President Obama did, he wanted to include DACA people who had come to this country illegally exactly. and include them. That's where it got convoluted. And, and then the program ultimately was shut down this past uh, fall by the yes. Trump administration. So there were some people in limbo, no doubt about it, uh, I, and most of them were Asian or um, Middle Eastern because of, uh, because of language barriers that the Army had in dealing with some of uh, the people that they'd be confronting on the battlefield. Yes. Uh, it wasn't about, uh, it wasn't about um, Hispanics or any kind of uh, necessarily bigoted goals towards any nationality or ethnicity. But uh, interesting story, and I had heard a, a little bit about this this week, um, uh, the story about this one particular Chinese person who had, who had come to the country legally, okay? He was not an illegal immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pan Shu Zhao. Fell in love with America, read the Bible his parents gave him, watched Hollywood movies, studied the ideals of democracy, jumped at the, tans- the chance to attend graduate school at Texas A&M. He enlisted in the U.S. Army. 2016 is part of the special recruitment program we were referring to, offering immigrants in the country legally a path to citizenship. Now he's one of dozens of the recruits and reservists who have been abruptly uh, suffered a military discharge. And it wasn't an honorable or a dishonorable. It was uncharacterized discharge is what they call it. He's not the only one. And I was kind of wondering about that myself. Yes. Once, yeah. once, you've already, once you've already been told, hey, complete your basic training, and complete, um, what is it, six months service or something like that, mm-hmm. you got to fast-track yeah. to citizenship. And, That's and, correct. And it seemed, it seemed logical that that would work, and why the rug was pulled out from this particular guy, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it's just, you, you know, it, the way it first was portrayed, of course, in the press, it wasn't forthright. And that's what was aggravating me, and you know, they were people just saying all kinds of things. But I, I, I knew you would bred up on it. Well, no, you know, it, I would expect it. I would the, expect it. The media, uh, again, the the always hate the president. Media, media would instantly say, "Oh, this is another example of the biased, bigoted, racist Trump administration." And that's yeah. how that's how they purported it at first. You're right. Yeah, but if you, it, it, and then the missing children at the border. We don't know where they're at. That was the follow up right behind that bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. That was a nice touch. All right, Terry. Well, enjoy the rest of your morning. Hey, you too.
Enjoy that walk with the doggy out among the flowers. It's 712 at 700 WLW. This weekend, Clinton, Oklahoma's Toby Keith Cabell turns 57 years of age. I always heard that his herb was top shelf. And Lord, I just could not wait to find out for myself. Good old Toby Keith, man. Well, don't knock it till you tried it. And I've tried it, my friend. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. <laughs> I would assume once is enough. We learned a hard lesson in a small Texas town. He fired up a fat boy and he passed it around. And the last words I spoke before they took me in. I made this count bungee jump. But I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. It's 17 minutes after the hour, 7.17. On this Saturday, July 7, 2018, Toby Keith, a birthday this weekend. I love this bar, should have been a cowboy. Courtesy the red, white, and blue. Mm-mm-mm. Red Solo Cup, American Soldier, are you kidding? It doesn't get no better than Toby Keith, man. On the line waiting, Dave in Clifton. Hello, thank you for your patience, sir. What's on your mind? Well, Gary, Jeff, I told him you could get the topic. I offered uh, gun control, adult entertainment, FCC soccer. Uh, adult entertainment? What What do you have on adult entertainment, Dave? Well, I find it uh, a certain topic. I can remember. I'm 59, but I can remember when Cincinnati had a booming convention business. And as soon as Newport and Covington became... So very sensitive, it disappeared. I can remember Mama Street, where your bar is Huddles. You had multiple 24-hour restaurants. My buddy, Mr. Peluso, across the street, and his family, uh, they were making, they sold limes by the semi-load. I'm being a little facetious, but 
they supplied stuff for all the bars. Uh-huh. Uh, just, I think we've all got a little too touchy-feely on that. I know women that used to go to bars just sit there like to think, well, so, so you're saying you're saying that hookers equal business. I am saying entertainment and escorts, dancers and stuff, everybody has their form of entertainment. But I do know from a lot of people I knew girl I knew ladies that worked there. When I was going to Xavier, I got paid three hundred a week and a bar bill just to check IDs. At Lama Dom's, which I now I think is the uh, costume place. Yes. My yes. dad was a beer driver and beer salesman. So your your family's it, always been in device. Not really. I think of it as alternate entertainment methods. Yeah, My you, mom you and know, dad were kept, Yes, sir. Dave, I, I will tell you this: that there are still a couple of clubs in Mama Street that are considered. Gen- I know mine gen- is the one that yeah, the one gentlemen clubs, street. and I don't call the women strippers. I don't call them dancers. I call them adult entertainers. And I think that's an apt phrase. Dave, thank you so much for your time this morning. FCC Cincinnati, after all the wrangling with the Cincinnati school board, city council, business leaders, went back and forth, Oakley, West End, Oakley, West End, finally gets the deal for Willie Stargell Stadium and the West End, where they will build a shining new palace to Major League Soccer's newest franchise within the next couple of years. Settled deal. After that deal is settled, and you figured FCC, FC Cincinnati is going to have their home offices where the stadium is, because Grant, uh, riddle me this. Great American Ballpark, is that not the home office for the Cincinnati Reds? The head of oper- the home o- of operations for the Cincinnati Reds, Yes. Paul Brown Stadium. Is not is that not the, the operations headquarters for the Cincinnati Bengals? Why would FC Cincinnati not have their home of operations, their their headquarters, where the new stadium's going to be, or where it currently is? Hmm. Maybe it's because they found a practice facility in Milford, in Claremont County, where it was announced that's where their their home of operations is going to be. In other words, all the administration, even though the stadium's all the way down to the West End, Cincinnati, they're going to have the home of operations, their headquarters, at the site in Milford. Maybe because there's a 1% there's a one percent income tax in Milford and a 2.1% income tax in Cincinnati. And after Cincinnati Public Schools and the city of Cincinnati made all these concessions to get them their stadium, in Cincinnati, but the headquarters for the business is going to be in Milford. So none of that income tax money is coming back into the city of Cincinnati. None of it. It'll all be paid to the city of Milford. 1% income tax as opposed to 2.1%. City of Cincinnati bends over literally backwards to do this deal with FC Cincinnati, the lenders and the farmers and all the rest. And they're getting nothing out of it as far as the team's actual operations. Because their headquarters are going to be in Milford. Someone else suggested that uh, birding, as in Jeff birding, might be a verb from now on. Oh, you've been birding again. It's, uh, 
722. Uh, Tom Davis Diary is still ahead. And if you're on some kind of bigoted racist rant, please do not call Grant because he's a very, very sensitive fellow. There you go. 748. And 700 WLW. Good morning, Gary Jeff Walker with you. This is Saturday, July 7, 2018. And Monty in Fairfield patiently waiting on the telephone. Hello, Monty. How are you and what's on your mind? Uh, I'm just fine. I hope you're doing well yourself. Oh, thank you. uh, Something I don't understand, and you know, I don't have access to the figures. But uh, when someone like Scott Pruitt takes, uh, say, a uh, charter jet someplace, what's the difference in the cost of that as opposed to him flying commercially with the cost of his security and any assistance? Is there a big difference in the cost, or does it just look bad? Well, there is a difference in the cost, and it definitely looks bad. So, uh, to answer your question. There's a difference. I'm not sure either. I don't have the figures right in front of me, nor have I calculated them, Monty. But, uh, yeah, with his security and, and the people it has to fly with, I, I'd say there's a difference. And, yes, it looks bad. Okay. And For, first, it, first and foremost, it's, it's bad optics. And, and the media, the mainstream media, as I pointed out, are making mountains out of molehills mole already. So the president doesn't need any help with bad optics. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, but you know that's always been uh, something they seem to bring up when it uh, sort of helps make their argument that somehow they're evil by uh, chartering jets and such. Uh, now, secondly, I, I'm going to try to compare two things here, and, I, and you're probably pretty good at talking your way around it. FC Cincinnati. Now, they're going to take and put their uh, home office in Milford where tax will be cheaper so that everybody makes more money, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, but the point being, and the point that was brought up to me, and I think it's a salient point, is that the city of Cincinnati bent over backwards to put this stadium in the city of Cincinnati. Shouldn't they be able to benefit from some of the income tax uh, advantages that they would have uh, if the, headqu- the team's headquarters were in Cincinnati? Now, can I make a comparison to something we talked about years ago? Okay. Uh, it was hostess was on strike because uh, the employees to pay their benefits and all that they were basically going below minimum wage. Uh, and I mentioned to you at the time that the CEO made like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a month, and I said something to the effect that uh, couldn't he take a little less money so that these people could you know survive thrive. And your response was, he think, you think CEO should make as much money as he possibly can. Doesn't the same thing apply to FC Cincinnati? Yeah, and the, the other, and I had a, just had an email on this very topic, Monty, something that I, I hadn't considered. Uh, John wrote, Gary Jeff, I live in Milford, and I think the reason the facility is here is it's only a 15 minutes from Indian Hill where the lenders and farmers live, and <laughs> no, no traffic involved in the drive. He makes, he makes a good point there, Monty. Yeah, I get that, too. But I just wanted about the difference in, you know, like you said last time, they should make as much money as they can. I, I think anybody should be able to make as much money as I can, as as we can, Monty. You, me, anybody. So it's kind of okay that they're not given the, even though the city bent over backwards, as the employees. I'm just, I'm just saying out of, out, of, out of loyalty and for the Cincinnati Public School Board, they ought to be able to renegotiate that deal because when they struck the deal for the West End Stadium and the school board giving up that property, 
they they I, they had yeah. they hadn't announced the practice facility in Milford or the fact right. that their headquarters were going to be there. I think it was a little a hoodwinking going on there. Well, absolutely. That's how we do this. <laughs> <laughs> All thank right, Monty. Th- thank you. We'll take a break and come back. Brenneman and Jones on baseball next on seven hundred WLW. Have you been outside yet this morning? I don't want to belabor the point, but I will, because it's just so darn nice. And before we get to Science Mike this morning, people have been quizzing me for the last two weeks about Miss Lynette. And she is on the line. Lovely Lynette, how are you, dear? Good morning, darling. How are you? Good. We we missed you last week. For two weeks, a woman wouldn't let me use the phone. I had to report her to get it to Don today. Oh, you you had to report her? She wouldn't let me call you. Was this Lisa? No. Oh, somebody else. It's a new lady. Why wouldn't she let you use the phone? She should call no radio station. No. Why? I said an old radio station. Well, I mean, I don't know why she would restrict you from calling radio stations, Lynette. I don't know either, but she did. But I'm back. What, what's, hallelujah. What's the, uh, hallelujah, I agree. What's the name of the place where you are, Lynette? Carrollton Manor. Carrollton Manor in Carrollton, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. What street's that on? Fifth. Fifth Street? Mm-hmm. You coming down? Oh, what's the address? 205 Fifth Street. 205 Fifth Street in Carrollton, Kentucky, the Carrollton Manor home. Four one oh eight. Four one. I didn't need the zip code, but thank you for that. Four one oh oh eight. You might send me a thinking of you card. That would be the only way I could reach you last two weeks. I will. I will be able to send you a card. I don't know if I'm coming down. Okay. But if I'm coming down, I'm I'm coming I'm coming down to jump down the throat of that nurse that wouldn't let you use the phone because people worried about you, Lynette. That's her voice in the background. Is that her voice? Yeah, buddy. Okay. So why is she yelling? Maybe she's talking about us. No. Well, apparently she's got something against me, and that that <laughs> that kind of bothers me a lot. And against you, Lynette. She's trying to keep us apart. I guess. That's unbelievable. Love is that way sometimes. Well, are are you are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. My sister's gonna bring me a dress and a pantsuit. Nice. And I told her, oh yeah, but. Somebody down here is bigger than me, and I buy her hand-me-downs. Yeah. <laughs> the nurse told me yesterday, if you buy any more, I'm calling your sister and telling her I bring you no clothes. I'm like, no. I mean, who's running this place? Joseph Stalin? <laughs> no, we have so much room for clothing, you know, like a week's supply. My God, it's like you're in a concentration camp or something. No. Good Lord. It's oh. a home. Are, are you Homeless. okay? But you're okay, right? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, that's all that matters, baby. It really irked me. So today, uh-huh. it would be a little while. I thought before 8.15, what time you got? 8.09. I got seven minutes. Okay. I'll make it to the dinner. All right. Whatever it's called. Lynette, I'm just glad you, you're okay and you, you were able to get I have withdrawal pain. You probably heard them way up there. I yeah. couldn't talk to you for two weeks. I know. I was kind of shaking myself, a little bit of the DTs. Yeah, it happens, though. Uh, uh, actually, it's the uh, LOLs, lack of Lynette's. Lack of Lynette. All right. Thank you, dear. <laughs> thank you, love. Oh, you bet. Time now for our Science Minute. The man is Science Mike. 
Hopefully he's still there, patient enough, so I could have a few moments with Lynette this morning. Yes, but as a known scientist, it's a bit surprising if the girl blinded me with something. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Oh, I think I should send some flowers down to Lynette. What do you think? 205 Fifth Street, Carrollton, Kentucky, Carrollton Manor, 41008. Carrollton Manor, yep. Jeez, that's, you know... That's kind of rough if, down there. If you keep on taking clothes from another resident, we're going to call your sister and tell her not to bring you any clothes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's Medicaid for? <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. How draconian. Uh, anyway, what, what do you yeah, got? Yeah, so have you ever seen the, uh, uh, spiders? Uh, call, they call it ballooning uh, in the air. Have you ever heard that? Spiders ballooning in the air. And actually, yeah. They, so what they do is... Uh, they, 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 they shoot out a very fine uh, strands of silk out of their abdomen, and these strands, uh, they probably go out, you know, I don't know what length, but once they shoot them out, the, uh, the spiders actually pick up and fly off into the air, and sometimes they go about two and a half miles and travel for very long distances. I've, not, I've a, not seen it, but I've heard about that, yeah. And, and uh, Charles Darwin observed this on the Beagle, and he also observed that, this is going back you know, a couple hundred years, but... Uh, when they land on the Beagle, that when there'd be no wind, that these spiders also, they would take off again. And he, nobody could figure out why, what caused this mechanism for, uh, for ballooning. And uh, they actually thought it was like airstream, airflow. Uh-huh. And now they attribute to, actually, the, uh, in the atmosphere, they have APG, atmospheric potential gradient, which is just electric field naturally occurring on the Earth, Okay. All right. So they, they took these spiders and they put them in a controlled environment where they had no external electric field and no wind. And they generated an electric field, and these spiders actually shot off their, their strand and floated up in the electric field. And they controlled how, you know, their movement up and down by changing the, uh, the voltage on the electric field. So they, the little hairs on the, on the spiders called trichobothria. Yeah. They 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 know they feel wind and they also now they, they think they they feel the electric field of the earth and the electric field of the earth they think actually contributes to lifting up these spiders and and sending them off you know distances they want they the the, the, the balloon out well, yeah. so that so these spiders are actually floating on on the earth's electric field which may be the key to these alien extraterrestrial craft <laughs> and how they are flying. <laughs> Did you ever think but about I, that? If we could, no, I, if we could harness I, that technology, I, think about the, the the implications of of air travel and space travel. Well, they you know they uh, might use it for uh, detecting um, changes in electric field for um, storms like uh, lightning and, sure. and things like that. Makes sense. All I right. thought it was really interesting. <laughs> that's actually that's very cool, Mike. That's that's one of the ones. I mean, one of the best ones I've heard in a, a couple of months. That's great. <laughs> Thank you, man. Have Very a great cool. weekend. You too. You. Frida Bears up next, 700 WLW. It is uh, 16 minutes after the hour, 816, 700 WLW, online, 700WLW.com. Gary Jeff, and you, once again on a Saturday morning, 513 749 pound 700 on AT&T, a freebie. Frida Bear in Westchester. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. So your thoughts well, your thoughts on the uh, the soccer team trapped in the cave in Thailand. 
Well, I have, I've been watching this as best I can, and it just upsets me to no end. I'm not a brilliant person by any means, but I have not heard anybody discuss the situation in re, really resolving it. Why don't they go in downriver four or five miles away and dynamite it and let that water flow to the lowest point? They could open up that river and get all of that lowered so that they could get those young men out of there. I can't believe that somebody else hasn't thought of this. I don't know what the geography is over there, but, you know, water goes to the lowest point. Oh, that's true. Uh, we, we've seen it happen lots of times in New Orleans, for example. Uh, but, Frida, I, I think that you may have something there. I don't know enough about geology and the geography of Thailand and that cave to tell you. What mystifies me is that they can get in to get a camera in to show their faces. They can take the boys' notes out to their parents. There was a story this morning. The, the coach was apologizing as the boys got some letters out to their parents to let them know that they're okay, how can they not complete the the rescue if they can have that as much access as they do to the cave? I understand it's just a camera and maybe a small a small retrieval device uh, to I guess to take the correspondence out. I don't get any and it's it's so obvi- it's obviously very very dangerous because. Uh, a professional trained diver has died in trying to rescue the boys already, and the monsoons are coming. So, see, we've we've seen uh, little snippets of what they've used to, you know, like you say, put, uh, give them some airlines or you know the notes and cameras and all that kind of stuff. Well, they just need to go to a point where, and you know, uh, they need to get some engineers in there and do some thinking as to if they open up the waterway and dynamite at a lower point so all that water rushes to the lowest point, then that water would drop down to a level where they could bring them up. I I get your concept. I don't know why that hasn't been tried. I don't know why it isn't feasible, but uh, maybe somebody listening will know. I appreciate your time today. Take care. Uh, Stephen in South Carolina. Let's save Stephen till after the break, because because Stephen's good enough to 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 wait for it. He's worth the wait. Eight nineteen seven hundred WLW. My buddy Stephen from South Carolina on the line from Greer, South Carolina, and Kennan, Indiana, apparently has been to Thailand and seen the caves. Maybe some enlightenment ahead. First, let's go to Stephen seven hundred WLW. Good morning, Mister Gruba. How are you? Oh, good morning, Gary Jab. Doing great. How about you? Fantastic. You wanted to talk about Liawatha? Oh, yeah. I got a real kick out of President Trump the other night at his rally when he brought up giving uh, Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren the... Uh... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the ancestry test during a debate. You know he's doing well when the left goes crazy. Oh, yeah, always. They jumped all over that comment. It, it was really funny watching it live. Yeah, I saw some of it. 
I saw some of it, and it is it is hilarious. Yeah, that's it. Oh well, I mean, what have you come to expect, man? I mean, he, he does he does things purposely to drive the other side nuts. He, I mean, and, and he does a great job. He does a great job. He, he's not a politician. I keep telling myself, the guy's not a politician. He's an average Joe. Well, he's he not literally, but he just goes up there and says whatever he wants to say. I, I got to kick out. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the deal is she's not going to take a DNA test. Of course not. Because, of course not. Because she's been lying and unable to prove her Native American ancestry the entire time. As soon as she got the uh, the benefit of using that to to get places in her educational career, she forgot about it. The thing is, no, a lot of other people didn't forget about it, including President Trump. And he's going to jump all over it. He's, he's already, I think, getting things set up for 2020. I mean, really, with her Native American history, she'd probably be much better at running casinos than Donald Trump was. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Stephen, thank you very much. And why doesn't Elizabeth Warren own pieces of some Indian casinos somewhere? It's really easy. I mean, sell tax-free cigarettes or tax-free booze, firewater, Pocahontas. Ken in Indiana, hello, good morning, and how are you, sir? Oh, just wonderful. Enjoying this lovely weather out oh, man, here. Isn't that like the best morning ever? Uh, I like your idea of broadcasting out from the street there. Me, me too. To I, do I, it. I wish it was logistically possible. So you've been to Thailand, and you've seen the caves? I've, I've been to Thailand twice in the last 11 months, and I've been to the caves both times. And uh, the lady's idea about dynamiting and letting the water drain out, the problem is those caves start at one end of their mountain range, and they go all the way through, and they go up, down, up, down, and all around. But the mountain range itself is a combination of rock and a red clay. Okay. And if you go ahead and decide that you're going to dynamite, it could cause that red clay to collapse and create a whole new problem that they didn't have to begin with. But I also scuba dive, and it's taken those divers two hours to get from the entrance all the way back to where those kids are. And to take an untrained, to take a, you know, even myself going into a cave, uh, it, it takes a lot for me to do that underwater. Um, and I, you know, I generally don't go very far in, but you're talking about taking 12 year old kids that have never scuba dived before and throwing a mask on them and right. bring them two hours through the water. If they panic partway through, it's over. I mean, they could kill themselves and the diver, but, uh, in Thailand, uh, with the exception of the Navy SEALs, most Thai people refuse to dive. They think they were crazy for doing it. So they have to bring dive masters from the United States, England, and Australia over there to run the recreational dive shops because the Thai people just won't do it. So, you know, a lot of them just can't swim to begin with. So, you know, it's uh, – and also the water down those caves, uh, you're looking probably 60 degrees, seven, you know, 60 – Mid sixties, um, even though it's Thailand, it's so you're, you're dealing with you're there, de- so. dealing with the possibility of hypothermia, is what you're saying? Hypothermia as well, so that you know they've got to have wetsuits that are going to fit those kids to bring them out in. So there's all kinds of problems that they're dealing with over there, trying to get them out, and uh, especially right now it's it's the rainy season from now all the way up until September. Well, Elon Musk, thank you for that information, by the way. Stuff I did not know, and obviously Frida didn't know before she called in. 
Elon Musk said he would send engineers to help. One of his enterprises is Boring Company, which digs tunnels for advanced transport systems, has advanced ground-penetrating radar. The thing is, time is of the ultimate, utmost essence right now. Because as Ken mentioned, it's the monsoon season. And as soon as these monsoon rains begin, even the diver's ability for survival in these caves is going to be in question. They've already lost a professional diver trying to bring oxygen canisters into the cave. This was a former Thai Navy SEAL who passed on, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was yesterday morning. Uh, And it's just, it's an unbelievable situation. And the the thing that I think grips us, though, is they're able to get a diver in to get video of the kids. And they look like they're okay although a couple now serving, uh, suffering from malnutrition. But the fact that they can get somebody in there to photograph or video them and get messages to them and take messages out, and you can't get them out, that's the great dichotomy of this. That's the great thing that makes you scratch your head and go, God, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way after all this time. By the way, Thailand suffering through another emergency rescue deal. 23 missing tourists in a Thai boat tragedy in Phuket. More divers at work entering the wreck of a tour boat that sank in the storm off southern Thai resort. Described heartbreaking scenes of bodies of children found in the arms of their mothers. A search resuming today for some 23 mostly Chinese tourists who are still listed as missing there. So dealing with a couple of rescue and Recovery tragedies in Thailand right now, playing out on the world stage. Gifts from Wally, right after news, which is next at News Radio 700 WLW. Football Club Cincinnati and my own whole home stopping grounds of the Music City in Tennessee. You know this, Grant? There's 1,352 guitar pickers in Nashville, at least. And there's a soccer club, too, in the United Soccer League. Third in the Eastern Division, while FC Cincinnati still remaining atop that Eastern Division. And it's a a face-to-face face-off in front of a a crowd that could be as much as 63,000. I I don't know if they have ever put 63,000 people in Nissan Stadium for a Nashville FC game. Hey, Mo, what's going on, man? How you doing? Well, well, well. So uh, this is is actually a a pretty nice test tonight in Nashville for FC Cincinnati, is it not? Yeah, and... and, uh... And my understanding is there's going to be a lot of orange and blue in 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 the in the stands. Uh, pretty cool road trip, and and you know these are two franchises both headed to Major League Soccer, right. uh, FC Cincinnati next year, Nashville in two years, and I think it's going to be a, a really cool kind of regional thing. Uh, playing in Nashville every single year, their team coming here. Uh, you mentioned Nashville; it's one of my favorite cities. Yeah. Uh, chance to go watch uh, the home team play in a really cool city every single year. But yeah, good task for. For, for FC Cincinnati, who has been really good on the road this year, man, you get this one tonight. 
your next six are at home, and you really have a chance to to put some distance between yourselves and and everybody else in in the conference. Uh, their last road match was kind of disappointing. They played a Toronto team that hadn't won a game this year, uh, had a two goal lead, and ultimately had to settle for a draw. Hopefully, right. uh, a different fate awaits them tonight. No doubt, uh, international soccer. Ratings for the World Cup without a U.S. team in the United States down forty-two percent from the last time. Surprise to you, or? Oh, not at all. No, <laughs> um, n- not in the least. It's you know, four years ago, I got really caught up in, in the U.S. men's national team, and and so what you're not getting is you're not getting me four years ago, the guy who you know isn't uh, doesn't didn't grow up with soccer. Has never been the world's biggest soccer fan, but got caught up in 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 the American team being in it. You're you're missing that that component. It doesn't help that that the the, the matches are being played at you know ten in the morning, eight in the morning, uh, two in the afternoon because of of where the World Cup is being held. It's not like they've really been in prime time. You know the U.S. I want to say their first match in 2014 was played at 6 o'clock at night. I think one of their other ones was played at 6 o'clock at night. So a little bit more TV-friendly uh, television window. Uh, no, not not surprising at all. But the tournament itself has been really, really entertaining. Uh, yesterday's Belgium-Brazil game was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Belgium-Japan was, was a blast. England's last match, and they played today, was, was really, really exciting. Yeah, Sweden-England Sweden, at, Sweden, England at 10 o'clock our time. This morning, yeah, those who have watched, I think, have been uh, have been uh, you know entertained. I would think. Yep, Trayvon Blewett, while undrafted, is making some waves in the NBA summer league for the New Orleans Pelicans. Had uh, twenty four points in a game last night, and you know, while the summer league obviously isn't the league, uh, it's uh, it's indicative and and it can be helpful for an undrafted free agent like Trayvon Blewett to hook on with the team, right? Oh, absolutely! No, it's it's a proving ground for guys who you know, I think the biggest stage is for for guys who didn't get drafted, like Trayvon Blewett. Look, uh, I think there's a place for him in the NBA. He came in the game yesterday and showed you exactly why they put no. him in the game. They six throw out, him the ball six out of eight. Three. Yeah, six out of eight from three point range. Yeah, uh, if if he's open, he can make outside shots. I think the question is, at this level, can he get open? And what else can he do? He's not the most athletic guy. He's not a great defender, probably doesn't have great ball skills. But in a league like this, where there's such a premium anymore on hitting threes, can Trayvon Blewett help someone off their bench? Absolutely. And and I think he's going to get a shot. We were talking about this on ESPN 1530 yesterday, I think Trayvon Blue is going to play in the NBA. Now, he might not be on a roster, you know, uh, on, on opening night, but uh, it, to me, it's kind of like Sean Kilpatrick. You, you, you put up the kind of numbers Trayvon Blue did in the Big East and against the caliber of teams that Xavier played. Remember, this is a kid who carried the Musketeers to the Elite Eight two years ago against really good competition. Right. Uh, watching him across his four years, I saw a guy who can play in the NBA, and I think he's going to be given a shot. It'll never be the crosstown shootout, I know. But now that the schedules, the basketball schedules have been announced for UC and NKU, they'll play four games over the course of the next seven seasons. Do you see this developing into kind of a a neat border war with NKU's program on the rise and UC back to the prominence that uh, it enjoyed during the heydays of Bob Huggins? Do you see this John Brannon, Mick Cronin thing turning into some kind of, you know, cross-the-border rivalry? I hope so. Um, number one, from a UC perspective, 
Well, you could you could do worse than play NKU, a, a program that won its league last year, played in the NCAA tournament two years ago. John Brandon's doing a great job with that program. They're really on the rise. Uh, you know, you talk about the that people have, have complained about UC schedule making for a while. Now, I, I tend to think if you look at the schedule last year, you had to be pretty happy with the way it was constructed. And if you look at the schedule this year, it might be the best of the Mick Cronin era. But, yeah, look, especially in November and December, when those games are going to be played, uh, college basketball faces a little bit of an uphill battle. The Bengals are still playing. It's football season. You're, you tend to be, I think, a little bit more interested when the, the local schools are playing against each other. And as long as the, these two programs maintain their current trajectory, yeah, I think that could be a lot of fun. And I think it's it's cool that UC is going to go across the river and play NKU, which is a byproduct of, of having to you know, play there last year, play their home games there last year. I think it's great for local college basketball. It's great. Great for NKU, and and I think it's good for UC. You know, playing NKU means one less, you know, Savannah State type of school uh, that that doesn't really have an identity that no one cares about. I think it's really good for college hoops in this area. Fantastic, yeah, I do too. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, Kurt Casale, who caught Tyler Malley again yesterday in Chicago, the quote in the paper was, "He's 23. You'd never know it." He's calm, cool, collected on the mound. It looks like he's been doing it for years. It's impressive to watch, impressive to catch, and it's really fun to be back there with him. Tyler Malley, another really strong outing for the young pitcher in a three to two victory. And, and what's this this sudden uh, what's this sudden thing that the the Reds seem to have over the Chicago Cubs? <laughs> All Chicago teams. They took two out of three from the White Sox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the backbone of this, you know, little three, four week run here has been the, the improvement of the starting pitching. Uh, and and as, as good as this offense is and as, as scary as this offense can be and for all the different ways that they can score, especially when Billy Hamilton's getting on base, uh, this thing has taken off because the starting pitching has been better because it's gotten deeper in the games. It's taken a lot of pressure off the bullpen. And maybe the guy who's been out in front of that has been Tyler Malley, who, if you remember, in mid-May had three consecutive, you know, really poor starts that made you feel like, man, he's hit a little bit of a wall. The league's adjusted to him. Do they have to send him to Louisville? And since then, he's been fantastic. And I think it's kind of fun right now because there's there's a little bit of a mini debate among Reds fans. Who's going to be the better pitcher, Malley, Romano, or Luis Castillo? That's a pretty nice place to be. And I think it does show you that the rebuild is taking shape slowly, but it's taking shape. A year ago at this time, you know, the Reds were still using guys that really didn't have much of a big league future. I think now we all right. agree Tyler Malley does. I think Sal Romano does. Certainly Luis Castillo does. Uh, Robert Stevenson's pitching better in Louisville, and I think it'll get a chance sooner rather than later. Uh, it's, it's working. And, and Mally, uh, I think, is showing you that when at the beginning of the year, we talked about how the only way this season was successful would be if, if by the end of the season, we knew who some of the guys in the starting rotation next year were going to be. And I think we're headed there. By the end of this year, you're going to be able to pen in next year's starting rotation at least three guys. And you couldn't say that a year ago. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Matt Harvey goes today. Will Matt Harvey be traded, Mo? I, I think it's it's almost a certainty. He is their only player who is currently not under contract for next year. There is, I think, a, a really limited market for available starting pitchers, which might increase his value. I think the thing that's going to be interesting, though, is you know if you look at the American League, we, we kind of know who the five playoff teams are. 
it's not like there's a team in that side of the, of the sport that's, you know, looking to make that final push. I wonder how much of that cuts into the, the potential, you know, pool of suitors for Matt Harvey. But yeah, look, they traded him, I think, with the express purpose of let's, let's rehabilitate him. Let's, let's get his career back on track and, and then let's get something for him. And I think they can and I think they will. I think the bigger thing for Matt Harvey for me though is Danny Darwin's the interim pitching coach and, and this has been his biggest project. Uh, help Matt Harvey recapture the magic. Help him, uh, rediscover his velocity. And he's done that. He's throwing first pitch strikes. I think what you've done, what, what, what's happened for me is I see a pitching coach. Look, the Reds are always going to have to kind of rely on that type of pitcher. Sure. Because they're never going to be huge players in free agency. So when they get guys from other teams, chances are they're going to be dudes that they're looking to kind of, you know, bring back to life, so, so to speak. Danny Darwin's doing that with Matt Harvey. That tells me he should be the, the, uh, the pitching coach on a permanent basis. All right. What's on the blog this weekend, Mo? Uh, I wrote about that on the blog at uh, 700wlw.com. Uh, so uh, check that out. A whole bunch of really good Reds content. If you're, if you're caught up in Reds fever because they've been playing so well, then you want to be on my website. Fantastic. And the Haymo question is, should Mike Allen pose like Willie did? No. Oh, thank you. Mo, have a great weekend. See you, man. That's Crosley's dad right there. We'll talk to Mike Allen next. Actually, going to talk to Rex real quickly right now. Rex from Snapper Saloon in Ripley. Rex, what's going on? Hey, Gary, I'm getting ready to go to work. What are you up to working? I'm I'm getting ready to go to work after I finish this job, Rex. Oh, okay. Well, I am too. Hey, listen, uh, next Saturday we have a uh, uh, Shriners Hospital ride uh, for children out of Snappers. All right. And uh, for great cause. And also in August, the big ride of uh, the Harleys against heroin. All right, so next Saturday? Next Saturday, the 14th of July. If you can get up early enough, call me then and remind people, okay? I will do. I'll give you a call next week, buddy. All right, Rex from Snappers and the Shriners Hospital Charity Ride from there in Ripley. 700 WLW. He's trying to explain to Mike Allen a lawyer, my lawyer joke I told in the Gifts from Wally segment earlier this morning. Maybe during the break we'll get to that. How are you, Michael? I'm good. How are you doing? So you're not posing like Willie did for the website? God, no. Gary, Jeff, the world's not ready for that. I don't think the world was ready for Willie either, but he did it anyway. What is going on with all of that? I, you're asking me? You've known Bill Cunningham longer than I have. <laughs> what is going on with all that? I don't know. I don't get it. Well, and, and maybe there are some things you're just not supposed to get. Mike. Very true. What's on the show today, Saturday You know, midday. for the Saturday morning rant, Gary Jeff, a lot of commentators, I've heard it a lot over the last couple of weeks, are starting to draw comparisons to the divisiveness in this country now and to what we had in 1968. And we're going to talk about that, the similarities. You know, the leftist groups of the day back then, the Weathermen, the Students for Democratic Society, Black Panthers, the parallels to them, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the Women's March organization, and more importantly, the comparison as to how this is all going to play out at the ballot box. I think you're going to see a red wave in 2018 and not a blue wave like they're talking about. At 10 o'clock, we're going to have on attorney Chris Jenkins. He's a uh, legal expert. We're going to talk about the announcement that's going to happen Monday at 9 o'clock about Donald Trump's Supreme Court pick. Right, exactly. It's, it, how, how do you feel about 
the left making an issue of Amy Coney Barrett's uh, religion you know, as it relates to her this. crime, Gary Jeff, is that she is a devout Catholic and they are all over her. You know what? I think Trump will take a pass on her simply because he wants to avoid that kind of fight. And that's a shame. She's my favorite. out of that. You know, I heard something and I don't know if there's any validity to it before we hand off the reins to Mike Allen. But I heard that President Trump was he hasn't come out with this at all, but he was considering uh, throwing the left a bone and making Barack Obama the Supreme Court pick. The only problem is he needs his college records, proof of a valid (laughs) law license, uh, his medical records and uh, a valid birth certificate. So much for that. That's out the door. There you go. Mike Allen, Saturday midday up next. The After the Show Show at Huddle, 628 Mama Street. If you'd like to come by and see myself and Krista 2.0, slinging drinks for hillbillies and others. Love to see you there. 700 WLW. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.